Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Overtime Hockey Podcast. It's a state tournament preview of the Class AA. That'll begin on Thursday with the quarterfinal round matchups at 11 o'clock in the morning, and then we'll run those all the way through the day. Today, right now, we have the Class A playoffs that began on Wednesday, and joining me here for this program are a couple of distinguished guests that I'm proud to bring into the program. Of course, the MNHockey.tv's very own Matt Harrington. And we have a coach from the Minnetonka Skippers and Tom Streeter. He's uh, really huge in uh, putting things together for the Skippers as far as on the coaching side of things and as well as organization. Wow. Matt, what kind of music do you have blaring in your ear there? Uh, that would be the Hermantown Hawks band, Pete. It's their turn, huh? They're in the house. Okay. Well, why don't you put us on mute, and then uh, when I call Will for do. you, when I call for you to jump in, just unmute it, okay? Will do. Okay, Tom, let's uh, jump into you and uh, let's say hello to you. Thanks for joining us here tonight. Hey, Pete. Thanks for having me. I look forward to our chat tonight. Yeah, it's going to be great. Obviously, we have a uh, a, a very, uh, I think special tournament field this year in the class 2a when we take a look at these teams and how they match up i think it's going to be best for the three of us to really work our way through not the teams but the matchups because i think matchups matter here tom you've seen them all with uh, your skippers teams i mean on a given night it just kind of depends who's playing well and who matches up uh correctly would you feel as though this is the most wide open field you've seen in some time pete i've been uh helping out with high school hockey now for uh, 12 years. And this is a very uh, excellent field that represents the best uh, high school hockey has to offer in Minnesota this year. Uh, I'm you know, really partial to, uh, you know, our section and, you know, Lake Conference teams. Um, and when you talk about some of the matchups, I think Prior Lake's got a really good shot in that opening game. Oh, I think they do too. And let, let's bring them on for a second here. Uh, Matt Harrington, you know, when, when you take a look at a dynamic storyline, you have a player like Alex Bump who just absolutely goes off of the points category. 75 playing really largely a class to a uh, schedule. Uh, Mr. Hockey candidate. And uh, he does not get the Metro Player of the Year. So uh, although he has his counterpart over on the uh, Creighton-Durham Hall Raiders that had it, they're going to square off. Of course, we're speaking of uh, the very talented uh, Fishers. And uh, he's going to have to deal with that. Matt, your thoughts on we, uh, waking the potential sleeping giant in uh, t- uh, Alex Bump? Yeah, he's a heck of a player, Pete. And, you know, obviously he had four goals in the section final, which is an incredible accomplishment on its own. I think there's certainly the potential uh, for that Friar Lake team to uh, take down Green Dare Hall. It's going to be a battle. Green Dare Hall is going to have to work really hard. And, again, Bump's going to need to be on his A game as well if they want to take down CH. You know, Tom, one of the things we talked about post-game with Jeff Polschel from the Montemedi Zephyrs is, you know, he's got a team that uh, has three players that have been in the state tournament uh, in this group after, you know, having been there for quite a few years consecutively, had a couple of years off. But I think it's kind of interesting when you think about this. He talked about their strength of schedule and who they played against and uh, why it matters. Can you talk a little bit about the schedule strengths for some of these teams in the tournament? Yeah, when, when you take a look at kind of the opening matchup um, with Prior Lake and with Creighton, 
Um, you know, prior like playing in the you know South Suburban Conference, gets an opportunity to play against uh, Lakeville South. You know, they played um, Edina, uh, and they also played um, Moorhead. Uh, so they've had an opportunity, you know, to see some of the top teams in the state. Uh, you know, comparing that to Creighton Hall, you know, they've only seen a couple teams in Edina and Andover, and that was, you know, earlier in the year, in, in early January, you know, along with uh, Matamidi, who I, you know, respect uh, Coach Poshel and what he does over there, you know, with his with his group. Um, I really look at this game as, you know, you know, Prior Lake coming in, they're used to playing that two-line scenario, and with the TV timeouts, those guys have been doing it now for like eight, ten games. You know, you know, so their their legs are going to not uh, kind of wear down. So th- th- I think that's going to be the uh, the key to me is uh, can Creighton Hall, Creighton Durham Hall, you know, match that uh, bump line coming out every other shift. Well, you know, Drew Fisher obviously what what propelled him to the Metro Player of the Year was his ability to uh, defend, play a more physical, mature game. And I think one of the things, Matt Harrington, you know this, you've been close to this Creighton Durham Hall team for a long time, having been alumni from there. I think one of the big knocks on that addition has always been maybe not as physical or gritty as you, you would consider. But this group seems to be uh, much uh, more crisp in that regard. Yeah, I'd agree with you, Pete. I think just overall this year it seems like they're more uh, put together than years past. I think head coach Matt Funk has done a really nice job of getting his boys ready uh, for this time of year. And they played really well. And, again, you kind of mentioned it, Tom, the Suburban East Conference not exactly the strongest of conferences, but I think they played really well to this point. But they're certainly going to be challenged tomorrow, no doubt. Hey, you, you can't beat an 18-game winning streak coming into the state tournament, so let's give them their props. Yeah, I mean, an 18-gamer sure. is an 18-gamer, and you got you got to absolutely tip your cap to that Creighton-Durham Hall team. And we know that uh, the Prior Lake Lakers had their moments uh, at 1-6 and six run right around the Christmas time, but then they've popped out with a 14-3 and three record of their own. Moving our attentions now to the second quarterfinal round game, I, I think uh, the team that nobody's talking about, but the team that nobody wants to play is the Edina Hornets. I mean, they've gone 244-plus uh, minutes without allowing a goal against. Uh, they've churned out, you know, four shutouts. Uh, not just goaltender shutouts, but team shutouts. Uh, they've put it all together, and, you know, sometimes you'll have groups that will buy into what the coaches are saying on certain teams, and sometimes you don't. Well, it certainly seems like this year that the Edina Hornets on the back half of the season, and, Tom, you can speak to that uh, having coached against it, have really bought into that. Well, you're, you're absolutely right there, Pete. And when you take a look, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, four straight shutouts. Let's go back even three more games. They have five shutouts in their last seven, and they've yeah. only given up four goals in their past eight. This is an Edina team that has really bought into, you know, playing all three um, zones of the hockey rink. Um, and they've got the star power in Trey Fetchko and Jimmy Clark. Um, and you know, let's not uh, forget that Maple Grove got star power as well. This is, to me, the most exciting game in the first round. Yeah, I think this one has so much intrigue to me because uh, they played earlier in the year when it was, I think there was 11 goals. It was a 6-5 overtime win for Edina. 
And, uh, you know, they're playing such a different brand of game. And when you turn your attentions to uh, the Maple Grove Crimson, you're looking at Landon Gunderson. I mean, here's a guy with 72 points on the season. And they don't play a cupcake schedule either. They've got uh, Giuliani with his 48 and Brink with his 52. So they can certainly uh, uh, put the puck in the net. The only thing that I noticed in their game against Hill Murray is I had a bit of a feeling uh, when they were forced defensively, uh, by a different team, they had a kind of uh, what do we do now feel to their game as a group. So I'll be curious to see how they adjust to what Edina is doing defensively. And Edina does look defensive, different defensively from what they've done in the past. Um, I, you know, we can go through the seedings all we want. Edina has four wins against state tournament teams out of seven games played. The most games played and the most wins, yet they're unseeded random draw team. I don't get it. Tom? Yeah, Pete, you know, everyone says, you know, to come out of the late conference and come out of section two or section six, you got to be a really, you know, well-balanced team. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, the early on when Edina kind of had some, uh, you know, growing pains in that early December timeframe, you know, that probably cost them a seed. If, if you were to seed from January on, you know, they'd be uh, a, a top three for me. Matt? Yeah, I think you can pretty much just go ahead and throw the seeds out the window, Pete. I mean, it's, uh, I we've seen in the past that doesn't really matter at all. And I think you make a good point uh, that Edina certainly had an argument to be seeded, um, but obviously not the case. So they'll just have to go out and show it against uh, number three, Maple Grove. You know, Matt, what was it, about 2016 or, Tom, maybe you can recall, uh, was it 14, 15, or 16 when all of the uh, lower seeds in random draw teams won their first round games? Do you remember? Wasn't that the Benil? Was that the Benilview piece? I don't. Twenty twelve. Th- I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to do my research on that one and uh, and draw that out on our next update. But um, somewhere somehow uh, that happened, and I remember we all were just looking around, going, Whoa, "What just happened here?" And so it comes down to supporting what Matt just said. You can you can throw those seeds out the window. Uh, the, the matchup, now that matchup, the Edina Maple Grove one has you riveted, uh, Tom, the one that I'm really intrigued with is, is what Hill Murray is going to do with Lakeville South. I think Lakeville South is, um, often overlooked, kind of sort of disrespected. I don't really quite know why. Um, when you look at their body of work over the past few years, they're 45, four and two in the last two seasons. That's pretty impressive. And uh, they put the puck in the net at an alarming rate. They can defend. Uh, I think Josh Storm has picked up right where Yanni Kivialmi left off. And, you know, look at this. They've been in the state tournament in 2019, 2020, 2021, now 2022. So that's four straight years for them. They're, they're not newbies anymore. I, I, I see that as the upset special right there. Yeah, Pete, you're absolutely right. They are not going to be starstruck going up against uh, Hill Murray, um, you know, with four straight attorney appearances. And I think Hill Murray's got five out of six. You and I were trading some texts last night. Um, you know, Josh Storm's a really good friend of mine. You know, he knows the game of hockey. Um, he'll be able to get his boys up. And, you know, if we think Edina hasn't been talked about, this team is, is definitely exactly. not getting any uh, press at all. Um, I would not be surprised if uh, this game goes overtime. 
it, it, it could go either way. Absolutely, in my opinion on that. I agree with you. And, you know, Josh Storm, think about this. First year at Lakeville South, 11th year overall, 169, 103, and 3. And he's done a lot of that at Oatana and has done a terrific job. He returns home to uh, Lakeville to take uh, the, the reins of the, of the Cougars. I, I just, what I like about Lakeville South, I've seen enough of their games. Doesn't matter what game you throw at them. They don't panic as a group. On the puck, off the puck, away yep. from it. They, they're always in their game. Hard to get them off your off their game. And, and you know, Bill Lechner is an absolute, uh, one of the favorites of mine uh, in high school. He's, he's a legend. He's really good at getting his team to not give in and play the way they need to play, make the adjustments he needs to with his coaching staff. But they will always, you, you always know what you're going to get with the Pioneers, and they're never going to give you anything. Yeah, absolutely, Pete. You know, we had a chance to see Hill Murray in mid-January, right when we made a goalie change. Uh, and, and quite frankly, they made their goalie change as well. Um, and we knew coming in that that uh, Godbout, Ingebrigtsen line, you know, with Begley and Gruba back on the decor was going to be the key for us to, you know, try and handle them. And, you know, for the most part, that first line did not score, but they got secondary scoring, you know, from their second and third line. Yep. Um, and they, you know, they beat us four to two with an empty net. Um, so they've got the depth that I think everyone uh, expects the Hill Murray team to have. Well, and some teams have Mr. Hockey finalists, Matt, and some don't, but the Pioneers have two. And I think that's, you know, one's a forward, one's a defenseman. And really the most impressive thing is, is they've brought in a, a, a new goaltender because they had to make that change midseason. And you look at the work that Jack Erickson has done in relief, and his numbers have been better than his predecessor. And, and you look at what he's done, it's quite impressive. Um, I can see why they are highly regarded as a top team uh, to deal with and, and to get you Jack Erickson's number 16 1 and 1 a 1.39 at 930 save percentage six shutouts Matt this pioneer team could definitely do it absolutely yeah they absolutely could I think that's part of the reason uh, why they got that number one seed uh, over Creighton Aram Hall and you mentioned the numbers 16 1 and 1 super strong uh, numbers from Erickson I'm I'm excited to see how he'll do against Lakeville South Again, they're going to have to earn it. But I, I like you said, Pete, I think uh, Hill Murray is certainly definitely right up there as a potential state championship uh, for the second time in three years if they can get it done. Well, think about this, you guys. I mean, weren't they the team that maybe wanted a year or two early with that group? And here we are now, and this is you know, with Strobel leading the way back in the day. And you look at this and you go, oh, okay, well, this was supposed to be their time right now. And, and yes, here they are. Yeah, you know, they didn't get a chance to defend it last year, so really this is their chance to defend their title. I know. Good call. They they qualified last year, um, and you look at their 19, 20, 21, 22, you know, they just keep running along and, and doing their things. Uh, all, all of those um, the teams, it just they just keep finding a way to, to get their way to the state tournament. Now, the, the game that is intriguing to me is the 4-5 matchup, which pits Section 7 and Section 8. Andover against Moorhead. You want to talk about a team. This is this is kind of the tale of two teams to me as far as tournament experience. For the Huskies, first three appearances, three years in a row, 20, 21, and 22. Then you turn your attentions over to the Moorhead Spuds, and look what they've done. 
19, 20, 21, 22, to go along with 19 state trips in their history. John Ammerman is in his ninth year, 11th overall. He's 190, 92, and 11. I feel like, uh, Tom, that, that Moorhead is, again, often overlooked and kind of disrespected, maybe by the Metro teams, but... W- <laughs> Look what they've done. I mean, you know, they're three and two against tournament teams. They lost to Maple Grove five two. They beat Andover once six one earlier in the year. They beat Edina. They beat Prior Lake. They lost to Hill Murray by one at the end of the year. I I, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes this Moorhead team kind of gets disrespected. Uh, Coach Anderman is uh, one of my again one of my good friends and, and Coach Manny as well. And this is an interesting matchup with you know. Uh, Coach Manny and Coach Barta, his top assistant, really being Moorhead brats. You could probably swap the coaches in this staff, and you wouldn't miss a beat between these two teams. Um, you know, I've had a chance to see both these groups. Uh, we played Moorhead in early um, in early December, just prior to Christmas. You know, luckily came out with a 4-1 win. They were coming off, uh, you know, night two of a game where they won the previous night. Um, we had Andover in our first annual, you know, Turkey uh, Classic, um, where you know they played uh, Rozo and you know had a um, you know, good uh, series there. Um, you know, again, this is another toss-up game. The, the games are for this tournament again just line up. You know, so beautifully. Um, you know, is it going to be Andover's first win in the quarterfinals? Can Moorhead break through? I mean, just really, you know, lots of interesting questions here. Yeah, Matt. For for the for the Huskies, Mark Manny's team's been really good the past few years. Uh, Twenty two five and one again this year. They're going to need to have a, a, a short term memory and erase that six one loss to the Moorhead Spuds. And I don't think we're going to see a six one game here. But this matchup, to me, could go either way. Yeah, I like this matchup a lot, Pete. And I think uh, one thing to note too is Moorhead had a lot of losses earlier in the year and really turned it around down the stretch, uh, which has been impressive to see them climb up the rankings and part of the reason why they earned uh, the seeding that they did. So I think potentially this this might be my uh, game of the first matchup uh, between Moorhead and Andover in the first round, that is. You know, even though their game was 6-1 to one to begin with, Tom, you take a look at this and you go, okay, uh, Moorhead, mm, they, they've allowed 72 goals against 2.57. And then you go over to Moorhead, they've been stingy. They've only allowed uh, 1.71 or 48 against. I, so so can we throw that out the window? Do they match up? What was that game? You know, we don't know. But I think I think Andover, having watched them in the Section 7 AA final, and they really controlled a lot of that game uh, until the latter stages or midway stages of the third period when Grand Rapids kind of righted the ship. But that was Andover's game from the beginning, and I think they're playing really good hockey right now. Yeah, that, um, that game was uh, like game three for Andover, probably game three for Moorhead. Moorhead was coming off two losses in the Wyzetta Turkey Trot. There was no way they were going to lose 3 uh, go down 3 I had talked to Coach Manny that week. He said, boy, we're in for, our, we're in for it with John being uh, 0-2 at this point, and we're headed up there. Um, I think this game really comes down to the goaltending situation. They both got star power on their teams with, um, you know, Caden Casey, Gavin Thorson on Andover. You got Lindbergh, Bent, and Triggs on Moorhead. Um, but really, to me, the difference is um, is going to be watching the goalies. You know, Moorhead um, got a sophomore goalie. He's the one who really kind of righted the ship. He's got good numbers as a sophomore. Um, but Andover's got a, you know, uh, a finalist for the Frank Frimsen Award. I think that could be the tipping point of the game along with special teams. So 
when you look at this, I don't think there's anything called an upset in this state high school hockey tournament. No, no matter who beats who, whenever there's, it's it's not an upset special. So we're not going to go there. What is the thing? I uh, will start with uh, Matt. Now let's start with Tom first. Um, what is the thing that you are most looking forward to seeing unfold? Yeah, I think it's going to come down to goaltending and special teams, Pete. Um, you know, I had a chance to look at all the stats. Um, these teams, you know, can put the puck in the net, um, but watch the power play and the penalty kills. Lakeville South, 11 shorthanded goals. Prior Lake, 11 shorthanded goals. Maple Grove has seven. Moorhead has six. Wow. Um, so the teams that, and, you know, Durham Hall's got 10. I'm sure Matt Brown's got that number in the back of his head. The teams that potentially can, you know, break through on a short end of goal and, and you know, prevent the power play, that, that's going to be big to me, along with goaltending, as we know, is always you know key to success at the end of the season. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I think the thing I'm most looking forward to, Pete, is seeing how bump matches up uh, against CDH and, and their kind of style of play. Because I think when you look at his matchup against Shaska, four goals, super impressive. How does that translate uh, to the XL Energy Center? So, I'm looking forward to watching him probably the most out of any player in the state tournament. I'm sure you guys would probably agree with me on that one as well. I absolutely agree yeah. with you on that and, and to dovetail onto that. Well, first of all, with, with Tom's point, absolutely. Uh, when, when you can have back-breaking moments like that where a shorty can cancel out a power play goal and you're plus one shorthanded, those are where the games can really turn. And these teams all have team speed. And they're there because they can move, and you need team speed to kill penalties, and you need some skill, and they put their big players out there for that moment. And then to Matt's point, I, I too am uh, looking forward to watching Alex Bump go to work here in this tournament. The one thing I'm interested in, Matt, can you mute it, buddy? The one thing I'm interested to see, though, is will the Prior Lake Lakers have the first-year jitters? How often, guys, do we see teams come in you're two and out your first time. It's like, whoa, this is way more than we thought from a preparation, from a energy, from an emotion. Woo, this is this is this is off our, our pay grade here. So will the the uh, Lakers be able to overcome that? Now, for Creighton Durham Hall, they haven't been in the tournament since 09, so it's not like they have a huge resume to fall back on either. But curious to see how those two teams handle that. That's one thing I'm looking for uh, uh, looking forward to seeing play out. But the second thing that I'm really looking forward to seeing play out is what is going to happen with the Hornets. I, I just honestly feel like uh, of all of the teams, they're playing the best sound hockey coming in. But on one breath, you can say that. And on the other breath, it could be like, ooh, what was that? So I'm really curious to see which version we're going to get. That's where I'm at. Tom, your thoughts? Yeah. The fact that Creighton and Prior Lake are, you know, Prior Lake first time, Creighton hasn't been there since 09. They're playing in the morning game. I think that's really advantageous to them. They don't have to wait all day to get on the ice. So some of that nervous energy that could build up over the course of the day, you know, maybe that helps uh, both those teams. Um, having uh, Alex Bump on the ice at 11 a.m. I think is just going to energize the crowd. Um, and it's, you know, that's generally been a late arriving crowd. I look for the uh, stands to be pretty full by the time that first period is out. Um, and you're spot on, Pete, with the, with Edina. Can they continue, you know, their role um, of uh, role? I mean, beating Wyzetta 1-0 uh, two games in a row in the, in the last week and a half of the season, shutting out uh, Benilde, you know, two top ten teams. Can they keep that up? Yeah, I mean, can they? 
<laughs> if they can, good luck. Uh, I, I just think the, the depth is, is what's so important. And the one thing that to mention is, is the play of, of, of Sam Rice and Schumacher really compliment Bumpin. And I think that line got one of the best compliments a line could get from any coach. When I asked Lee Smith after they had fallen to them in the semifinals of the sections, I asked, hey, who do you uh, compare this line to? Or have you seen a line as good as this in recent years? And he, he looked for a second. He goes, you know, I would say uh, let's go with Everson, Budish, and Lee. And I'm like, oof, that was the Fab oh. Five, you know. And, and I, I said, for real? He said, absolutely. But I'm telling you, if, you, if people haven't seen them in the Section 2 AA playoffs, that's a legit statement right there. So that's worth yep. the price of admission alone. So we play into the ticket thing now. And, Matt, you can jump in on this with Tom as well. I'm also curious to see, having a year off with COVID, if people have absolutely tossed that in the rearview mirror because it sure seems like that's what's going on here. And this place doesn't fill up more than it's ever been full. Is that going to happen? Are we going to have huge crowds, or are people going to be cautious? I think we're likely going to – yeah, go ahead, Tom. Oh, I was just going to say, I think we'll probably see uh, similar numbers to what we had uh, before COVID. I think people are going to be itching to get back to the tournament. And obviously last year it just did not really feel like the tournament with the, the limited fans and the mask requirements and whatnot. So – I hope we get a full crowd, and I, I think if we do, it would be a very good statement uh, to say we're back. So they're going to come back in the masses, according to uh, uh, Matt Harrington. Tom, do you think we'll have swelling crowds too? Yeah, I think, you know, I was at a wild game on uh, Valentine's. It was packed. Um, you know, go for hockey, you know, had 10,000 fans here at the end of the season. You know, people are dying for good hockey. I, I think the high school hockey tournament with this, you know, coming back after two years, again, I'll go back to what I said, you know, just a little bit ago with, with Creighton and Prior Lake, you know, opening up the tournament. I think that just sets us up for a, a an outstanding weekend of high school hockey. That's going to be unbelievable. Okay, guys, we're getting to the wire. Hey, by the way, be sure to stop by the Let's Play Hockey Expo uh, this upcoming weekend. We have the MN Hockey TV viewing area, especially for parents. Uh, in today's day and age, I don't think you want to leave your kids down around downtown, anything, St. Paul or Minneapolis. Go ahead. Come on down. We've got some uh, beverages and all sorts of things uh, uh, that, that they can have there and uh, take advantage of. And the state tournament will be playing live in our uh, viewing lounge area. We're over by the Minnesota Wild area, the Sniper's Edge Hockey, Bar Down Beauties, and, of course, Let's Play Hockey exhibits. So we're looking very forward to that. Last question, guys. Give me your final and your state champion. Matt, who do you got? Uh, my state champion, P, this was a really tough one to pick, but uh, I'm going to go with the Edina Hornets, like you said. I, I think you will pick them as well, but I'm going to pick them uh, to advance to the championship. And I'll say that they go ahead and play against Moorhead in the championship. Ooh, I like it. Uh, That's a good one. Uh, we'll go 5-2 Edina in the championship over Moorhead. So Moorhead goes Vikings and does not break through. Very yeah, strong, correct. strong selection. Tom, I am um, partial to the, uh, uh, the the teams in green right now. I think they're playing the best at the end of the season. I think you're going to see Hill come out of uh, you know the bottom half of the bracket. Uh, I've got Edina coming off the top half, and I think um, the Hill Murray team is is 
maybe got to be a one goal uh, winner, you know, four, three or three, two in the final. So I've got uh, Edina. So that's unanimous out of the one bracket coming through. Just think they're playing too well right now. Uh, taking on the pioneers of Hill Murray. Uh, this will be the third matchup for them. It's going to be a low scoring affair. I think Edina will deliver the effort that they gave in their three to one win at Braemar arena on the back end of the home and home series, because that most replicates that game, what they're doing right now. Uh, so I, yeah, I think the Hornets are in position to win uh, their 14th state title and their 40th appearance to the state tournament. It's pretty darn impressive guys. That's totally impressive. Pete, I got an interesting nugget for you when I was uh, you know, looking at your, uh, your attorney uh, profile of the seven, of the eight teams in the tournament, seven of them, their last loss is to another team in the state tournament. How ironic is that? That's incredible. I mean, that's... Hill Murray beat Hill Murray beat Moorhead, Maple Grove, and Edina, so that's their last three losses. Hill Murray lost to Edina, that's Hill Murray's last loss. Andover's last loss is to Maple Grove. Creighton's last loss is to Andover, and Prior Lake's last loss is to Lakeville South. What are the odds of that? When I started looking, I'm like, wow. That, that just tells you that the cream has risen to the top this year. Um, and again, kind of what we went back to, every um, matchup is not an upset. Whoever wins. There's no such thing as an upset. Seed versus throw the seeds out. Matt Harrington, he brought value to this podcast because he did say they don't matter. Throw them out. He's absolutely correct. So, uh, guys, this is good stuff. You know, I'm multidimensional. I'm going to go over and do some color commentary for Edina Chanhassen basketball. Uh, section quarterfinals out of the uh, 2AA. Looking very forward to calling that. It's going to be wild. From the Edina Community Center, Andrew Neeland will be on the call. And then I'm going to head back to the XL Energy Center where I will be covering for Let's Play Hockey and, of course, a little bit of MN Hockey TV stuff, uh, the uh, Minneapolis and Alexandria tilt. Matt right now is... He's got the dubious honor of writing a gamer after the Hermantown game against New Prague. Now, people are ripping this game, but, you know, uh, I think New Prague is better than people think. I've seen him play. Uh, Hermantown could be the best team in high school hockey, so that should be interesting. While we're here, let's get our finals for the Class A, Matt, and give me the winner. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go chalk here, Pete, and pick uh, Hermantown award in the championship. And uh, personally, my prediction, I think that uh, Hermantown will uh, be victorious over Ward and will call 4-2 uh, in the championship game. Tom, how about you? Ooh, that, that's hard to pick against. Um, the uh, the goaltender matchup between Warroad and Matamidi is going to be classic. Um, can you go against Ben Dardis? You know, he's won a title. Um, can he do it again? I think he could, but I'm going to go chalk as well, and I think War Road is going to, you know, knock them off. I, I got, I had a chance to watch the Hermantown War Road game. Um, I know Lukinski wants that goal back that they lost in overtime, and I think he gets the win in the title. I'm going to go with uh, Hermantown. That's the obvious pick to find their way into the championship round. But I think that the Montemitai Zephyrs have played a hard schedule for a reason. They prep themselves for this very moment playing against Eden Prairie, Benilde St. Margaret, Stillwater. Uh, you go up and down the list of double-A teams that they've seen throughout the season. 
I think they're ready to go. I don't think they're fearful of the speed of the War Road Warriors or the strength. They have that too. They're incremental in play. I do think they have the best goaltender in high school hockey. And I think Ben Dardis will shine to get them into the final, but they will fall by a score of 4-1 to one to the Hermantown Hawks in the final. There we go. All right, Matt's got to start snapping photos. Tom, you go get dinner with your family, and I will be heading over to the United Community Center. Great, thanks, guys. And Matt, you're Thank welcome you, at the Pagel. Matt, you're welcome at the Pagel Center anytime. Last time we had you, uh, I think we knocked off Chaska three to two. That's right. Call. Yeah, Ooh, I was. Ooh, love Pagel. Yeah, I, I don't move over for that very often, but you can have it, man. <laughs> <laughs> for, Love it. For Tom Streeter, Matt <laughs> Thanks, Harrington, guys. I'm Pete Wagner. Enjoy the state tournament. So long, everybody.